This is Ugnaski of We Are Changed and are joined today by John Snyson, who is a financial historian and in Canada. Tim Pashout, the Liberty Advisor, of course, is always here. He is in Arizona. I am in Pennsylvania. And in this video, we are going to be telling you what we are seeing on the ground, the good, the bad, the ugly, as well as some important news updates around. And you guess what? Yeah, the crisis and the sickness that, of course, everyone's dealing with. And the first article I kind of wanted to throw out there is this article by Zero Hedge that is titled, Molecular Biologist Says the Sickness Could Have Leaked from Wuhan Biolab. And to me, this is kind of a no-brainer as one of the bigger possibilities out there, especially since, you know, the only level four lab in all of China is located near the epicenter start of this. The official story from the Chinese just keeps changing. That patient zero was this guy that flew afterwards to another province. Now we're seeing that it's maybe some other shrimp seller. Another conflicting part of this story, this origin story, is that this virus, according to many epidemiologists and many molecular biologists, came from specifically a shoehorn bat. And there have been no traces of the shoehorn bat sold at this supposed wet market that was the epicenter. That raises a lot of questions to me. Guys, what do you guys think? Uh, there's We still don't know for sure, but do you think that this is a naturally occurring virus or, or potentially something that came from Biolab? I'm going to throw it out there. <laughs> well, I, I think it's the Swedes, by uh, my personal opinion, but that's uh, that's nothing. <laughs> no, it's uh, anyways, it's a, it's a joke. But uh, I, I don't know. You know, it's 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 hard to tell where these viruses come from. You know, it's like the Lyme disease. You know, that uh, situated at the Plum, uh, isn't it Plum Island? You know, yeah. the bio uh, bio warfare factory over there in the, in the United States. So who who knows what you know they could have done? Who knows what these guys are up to? You know, creating. Uh, weird and crazy warfare out there uh, and it's you know very convenient to come after uh, you know people that are over a certain age uh, age group that you know our pensioners that are putting a lot of pressure on the the uh, ponzi scheme that they created for them in the first place called you know old age security uh, and all those programs around the world so there, there's a lot of weird uh, things surrounding it and of course uh, i remember watching like was uh two weeks ago or something where you had the uh, the Chinese government coming out and blaming the U.S. for, you know, uh, inciting and, and dropping off the virus in Wuhan. Uh, so who, it, it, it's very hard to, like, tell, you know, what could have happened here in the first place. But there's there's a lot of uh, weird loose ends and there's a lot of, you know, uh, running around and giving so many different answers all the time that, you know, I, I feel like the, there's no substance to, you know, yeah. the, the real source of the, 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 the factor. And now the U.S. government is going after the Chinese government, uh, you know, saying that they're lying about their numbers. And I'm like, uh, finally, they're catching up to this. But but again, we should try to prevent a bigger all-out war. But I just kind of wanted to throw it out there with what people are believing, what people are seeing. There's a lot of different theories out there. Tim, if you want to tell us some of yours, you can before we get into the next story. Or we could just jump into the next story, which is also eye-opening to say the least. I mean, I just want to point out that, I mean, how funny it is that things have really come full circle here that, you know, those of us who, uh, you know, were believing conspiracy theories, we were always told that we were bat, you know, you know what, crazy. And now, uh, the official theory is that this came <laughs> from a bat. So I just wanted to point out that everything has come completely full circle. I'm of the opinion that this was some sort of, uh, bioweapon and I'm not sure if it was released on purpose or an accident. That's yet to be, uh, determined. But, you know, you follow the money, look who's benefiting 
from all this stuff. You know, now there's a big push of, you know, I'm sure, you know, with Bill Gates, everyone has to go get a vaccine. You know, everyone, you know, need a vaccine to go travel or, you know, hey, you know, now we're going to have, you know, marry in this, you know, digital dollar in with, you know, some sort of social credit score. So I'm probably getting a little bit too far ahead of myself into some real, you know, I mean, I wish that these weren't bat, you know, what crazy conspiracies, but this is what the, the rulers are pushing. And so, yeah, I mean, I'm of the opinion that this was uh, engineered uh, to some degree, but I'm not a biologist. I'm not a scientist. Uh, but, you know, you just take a look at the patterns of what governments have done in the past. And I think there was a story of Harvard professors who were caught sneaking stuff out or or maybe they're like their underlings or research assistants were Chinese spies sneaking out different, uh, you know, different samples of coronavirus. And yeah, I mean, I'm where there's smoke, there's fire, Luke, and there's certainly a whole lot of uh, smoke to be had. Yeah, and one of the biggest kind of smoke screens we're getting out there is that the government's going to come in and protect you by giving themselves all the power and authority over you. And and I, I thought the United Kingdom took the cake with how ridiculous they were. I mean, there's there's literally police officers flying drones in the United Kingdom shaming people for being in nature by themselves. Like and, and just and having the the drone program was a conspiracy yeah. theory until 2011. It wasn't even. I mean, everybody knew about it. And the real program was the CIA's drone program. That's the the big secret out there. But they yeah. But they, now local police departments are using this all over all over the world. Even here in California, in the United Kingdom, there's also other footage I saw of people getting pulled over, right, and getting in trouble and getting a fine for driving in their car. And then the police officers say, "You got to disperse and walk in the street." And I'm like. This is totally insane. But now we, we, we're we reaching another crescendo level here with, of course, the president of the Philippines, Rodrigo Duarte, that is now ordering his police and military to kill citizens who are defying their lockdown. He yeah. said, quote, shoot them dead. Holy cow. Well What's your guys' reaction, John? <laughs> well, I think it's a, a build-up of what just happened in India with the massive lockdown. You know, they banned all public traffic, so people had to walk 500 mi- you know, miles to get to uh, their homes. And then they uh, beat people with sticks. And, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> it's I, I guess somebody had to be crazier. Uh, you know, who, who knows what the next step will be for any other <laughs> government out there. Uh, it never surprises me, actually, what uh, what they do in order to keep their citizens at bay. I guess it's harder to keep people at bay in the in, uh, Philippines than it is here in Canada, where everybody sits polite in their household and, and are scared. So, uh, you know, it depends on the obedience of the citizenry, you know, the reaction, I guess, to uh, to this cause. Yeah, yeah Tim, how think, do you see this all unfolding? Uh, first, I thought John was maybe going to, you know, give us a proclaimer song of he'd walk, they'd walk 500 miles and they'd walk 500 more afterwards but uh with with all this stuff i mean let's not give them any ideas of what uh, to do over here so i mean they're breaking up one-year-olds what was it in la we saw their break yeah like 32 one-year-old cops. birthday party yeah, yeah 32 with police cops. officers coming in together arm by arm I mean, that's how you spread the, the sickness you idiots yeah. sorry go ahead yeah to protect and to serve uh you know everybody the uh you know the c word uh you know that and that's uh, the corona word so yeah it's just uh yeah, I mean, it's not not surprising, but, you know, this is what authoritarians want. And, you know, Trump is really in a position where he was in a no-win position because, you know, all the liberals, everyone's saying, oh, well, you know, he should have acted acted stronger. And I'm sure there's certain things that he should have done. But, you know, you know, there's probably blame to go all the way around because, you know, nobody 
really was taking this, you know, super, super serious back in the beginning of February. I mean, I actually, I wore a mask through the international side of the airport February 19th, coming back through Anarchapoco. And literally the border patrol agents are like, why do you have a mask on? Like, like they were just like so perplexed. And I was pretty much the only one except for in Mexico City, they were wearing a lot of the uh, agents down there were wearing masks. So it's funny that, you know, in Mexico City, they're, they're ahead of the curve from where they are in America. Well, I guess it's not surprising because, you know, it's well, usually... I, I, I sat beside a guy on the plane down to Mexico City with a mask on from... And he was Chinese. He was traveling from uh, Toronto down to Mexico City. So. Yeah, John and you I... You racist! Both. You racist bigot! How dare you do that! And I said, I said, next to, I said, next to an, yeah. I said next to an Asian couple coming down there too. And then John actually did get very sick down, but it was over like Montezuma's revenge. I did type get stuff. the flu when I got back, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people are saying that they got this uh, before. Uh, the new right here, me. right There's here. Some data showing that, that that could be the case. There's some data showing that that could not be the case. Um, well, I, I didn't have any coughing or anything. I'm so I am ninety nine percent sure I had it coming <laughs> when I flew back from uh, New York January second. Had a layover in DC. If you notice, there was a one month time period where I didn't make a single video. I'm making four videos a day usually right now. I went a whole month without making a video because mainly because it, it put me out for about, you know, a week or two. And then I had to then do a whole bunch of work to catch up. But, uh, yeah, my, I remember I was texting some doctors I knew and saying, Hey, this is like the weirdest, uh, you know, symptoms I've ever had. It's not like anything else I've ever really experienced. I had the chills where I was just like just violently shaking, uh, you know, for about two or three days straight. Now I'm a pretty tough guy. Pretty, you know, I'm, uh, you know, almost never get sick. I had perfect attendance in high school for four years straight. Uh, you know, so that makes me real, you know, obviously real popular with everybody. But so, but you know, I almost never get sick. And so this, you know, and then my kids had the same, had, uh, they were barely affected by it. We thought they had pink eye. We took them to the doctors. The doctors said, no, they don't have pink eye, even though their eyes were pink. And then, so that was one of the precursors. And so that was, uh, you know, and I was traveling during that time frame. My wife got very, very sick. Uh, you know, I would, I didn't get nearly as sick as she did. The kids didn't get that sick at all. But I, you know, it was a weird, weird experience. And, uh, yeah. and I remember even I was testing doctors. Hey, man, I've never had this happen before. I, Josh Seekerson, we went like two or three weeks without doing a single video because I was like, man, I'm down. John and I, we started a discord. And you remember when we started the Discord and I yeah. told everybody, hey guys, I'm I'm out of commission right now. I feel like yeah. absolute crap. And so well, you, took, you you hung out with Josh. Josh is always sick. That's the problem. Uh, but also similar story. I, I had like the perfect healthiest year last year because I've done a lot of, you know, uh, you know, smoking and drinking throughout my life. Last year, intermittent fasting, working out every day, barely drinking maybe once a month or once every two months, no smoking, nothing. Um, and then at the end of the year around Christmas came down with something severe twice and it came, it came back. Um, and it just totally laid me out. And that's when I wasn't doing videos as well because I couldn't. I was literally. Are you in China? <laughs> yeah, 104 fever. While I was in Hong Kong, I do travel. Oh, there. Oh, there. Yeah. On stop. Yeah. Uh, as you know, I'm in France. Yeah. No, I don't do any of that. Okay. But moving on to the last story that we have, I want to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly. Some of the good here is that, you know, obviously a lot of people are being homeschooled. A lot of people are learning to be responsible for themselves. A lot of people are growing gardens and understanding that they have to depend on themselves, their families, and their communities, and not their government to take care of things because government is not taking care of things. They made the situation that much worse. Some people say on purpose, could be, we don't know yet. But one of the things that we're seeing is also the return of the barter system where of course many people are using Facebook, another uh, social media platform called, called Nextdoor where people are exchanging items outside of the communistic, socialistic, controlled market that we're gonna be doing a live stream about in just a little bit uh, outside of that, 
and they're doing bartering, which I think is awesome. That's some of the good I'm seeing. What are you guys seeing? What's some of the good and bad that you're seeing in your, your local uh, communities? No, people are always out helping each other. We're always watching for each other here where I live. You know, we're making sure that, especially because I live in a retirement community, you've got to make sure that everybody's taken care of. You know, if there's people that, you know, need uh, need food or whatever, you go and go out and help them. So that's, I see a lot of that. Uh, people are always, you know, it, it's so funny always uh, how people say that, oh, we need a government because people go crazy in a crisis. I, I see it also opposite. I see a lot of people, you know, look at the tsunami that happened in, in the Indian Ocean, how great people worked together at that time. So I think people are coming together in crisis and uh, we're, we're social human beings. We're caring and, uh, you know, we're not like the, the elite that sits on top trying to, uh, you know, have as many people as killed as possible. You were sharing some photos before we got on here, yeah. though. What yeah. are some of those? And Tim, can we pull some of those up? Yeah, let me uh, let me yeah. second over here because uh, just how it's how it's being shared is a little bit different, a uh, little bit different format. So we got one picture over there. Let's see if we got another over here. Uh, again, I don't have the entire photo just of how it's. No, but yeah, uh, but was, so what they started to do here in uh, this is Selkirk Manitoba Safeway uh, store, and they actually are now rationing Which, food for people uh, by being a good citizen and uh, you know. Uh, being less prepared if, if this goes really bad. You know, we're starting to see uh, food shortages everywhere now. A lot of uh, sh uh, uh, shelf space are, you know, starting to shorten. So, like, what they've done here is actually when I went to the store, I had to clean my hands. Uh, they cleaned the, the cart, uh, and then uh, I, I was able to go inside. There was even a, a guard there that, you know, stood there together with the, the employees. And then so you go in, but then they have a whole bunch of rations on eggs, on, on bread, and on... Uh, uh, I believe it was, uh, what else was there? There was sugar, uh, you know, the most important things that people use, uh, you know, to be able to survive that don't have a lot of money that can't afford, you know, to buy the nice organic stuff and, and so on. Yep. Tim, what are you seeing? Well, uh, you know, I, I did want to point out that, you know, the CIA uh, was actually, from, I remember it was like heavily involved in the Nextdoor app. And so that's almost sort of like now you're seeing people ratting out their neighbors and you're seeing... Uh, now, I was on Nextdoor when it first came out. I mean, I probably still have a profile on there, but all it was was like 70, 80-year-old ladies or stay-at-home moms complaining about, you know, this person being too loud or this person. So, I mean, it's like the perfect Stasi app to go rat out your neighbors like, oh, hey, I saw Susie going outside and playing, uh, you know, with some other kids over there. And let's go get, you know, and then let's go find her for a thousand bucks, which there are now towns in Texas that are actually finding people for, uh, you know, for doing those types of things. But let's take a look here on the screen. So, we got Return of the Bar System. Where three cans of beer are worth one toilet roll. Uh, in Facebook, Corona's is, big deal. Is that's Corona's? A, that's, <laughs> yeah, Corona, by the way, has stopped production in Mexico because they're seen as non-essential. Also, they stopped non-essential production. Wow. Well, uh, people, that that ties in perfectly, and we didn't even plan this. Uh, so I have another article here that I didn't even share with you guys. Vermont orders Walmart, Target to stop selling non-essential right. items in store. And I, I did. I want to give a shout out to uh, Jay Noon. So Jay's, uh, you know, big time volunteerist. Uh, you know, part of the Freedom's Phoenix crew, uh, living up in Essex, uh, Massachusetts. Also tied in with Free State, and he was sending different uh, things where they've been banning, you know, selling certain items and like certain stores, forcing them to close down. And that's in New Hampshire, where it's you know, live free or die. And I had to go, you know, in my phone to pull up exactly what he was sending me. But uh, yeah, it's just a crazy situation of everything yeah. that's going on. Uh, but you know, but the good news is, is that people are now realizing that you know maybe we don't we get change the paradigm of how we think that maybe we don't need government indoctrination centers. Yeah. I mean, why? I mean, one idea I've had for a long time, and uh, you know, is why don't we just have you know like the best people in the world 
you know, teaching these things. And I don't mean like, you know, Paul Krugman masterclass and his, his <laughs> bullshit, but I mean somebody like, you know, a real, like, why don't you get trained by the best professor yeah. in the world on, you know, history or, I mean, then, you know, obviously they have to see, you know, who's the one teaching it. But what if you had, you know, these online schools where then maybe you go into, maybe all the kids go to some sort of room and they've got a, like teachers assistance, but then you, you, and then you can help the kids out with exactly what they need, but you're getting taught through, through online courses. And there's no reason why the thing is they want to keep people dumbed down, enslaved. Basically all, you know, school is, is basically, you know, welfare for the middle class to have their kids, you well, know, it's, go. It's, uh, yeah, it's a babysitting place. Yeah. It's government. It's kids. government yeah. babysitting is basically what yeah. it is. And I think I would have been better off if I never went to school and it, but you know, they didn't have, you know, smartphones didn't come basically weren't around until right when I graduated college, which is also right on cue for the financial crisis. So there are a lot of opportunities. And now, you know, another one is, uh, you know, not only more people doing like teleconferencing, but now also people who are, you know, able to barter and just think about new paradigms. So I am, you know, I think we should make, you know, a lemonade out of the lemons that we're getting right now. It's just whether or not they, uh, I guess, deem lemons to be essential or not to uh, yeah, whether well, we can do Well, that. every situation is determined by you and your own reaction. That power of reaction is a lot more powerful than you actually think. Uh, and that's why I've been spending my time on a farm in Pennsylvania. By the way, I've been very lucky to find an amazing property here. Um, if anyone else has farms in northeast Pennsylvania that they need looking after or they know that uh, are available for short-term leases or uh, have some property available for, for purchase, let me know. Uh, I'm definitely Look not going farming. Back. Yeah, I'm not coming back to New York <laughs> City. Uh, that seems like an extremely bad idea. Absolutely insane situation <laughs> down there. But here... I've been doing what I've been kind of working at slowly throughout my entire life, and that's working towards radical self-reliance. I've been doing uh, um, bow hunting. Uh, yes, I have a crossbow, and then I have a compound bow. I've been doing like Wim Hof breathing method and learning how to cook and all this other stuff. So again, your time is, is determined by you and you only. That's how I've been spending it. Got any yeah. property in East Pennsylvania, let me know. You know what's really funny, uh, Luca? I, I just watched a, uh, a a French movie that just came out where it's really trying to portray preppers in a terrible, uh, uh, you know, view. It was on Netflix. It's called uh, Decline or something. The Decline, yeah. And it's basically everybody, like this group of people that goes to a prepper place and then they're creating bombs and they're learning how to hunt and be self-reliant and garden and all this stuff. And then they create bombs and then this guy has a bomb blow up and then they uh, all kill each other. Because that's what they do, these preppers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. there's a bunch of like sniffling articles by these like yuppies, uh, you know, in all these metropolitan areas. They're like, look at these crazy preppers. They're preparing for the worst. And now, look at how the situation has turned. All right, we're going to be talking about that plus a lot more, especially the larger economic ramifications. More on this channel, John Tim. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, stay tuned for more here on Change. All right, so we are live. I'm not sure if we're actually live right now because I just hit the button. So, and the replays, we'll see uh, how long this takes. But uh, let's kick Does it, it off. Say we're live. We're live. Yeah. We're live. Welcome. We are live. <laughs> Welcome back, beautiful and amazing human beings. This is Lukanowski of We Are Change.org, joined with John Snyson, an economic historian and a Canuck, and of course also joined by Tim Pachet. 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 I always have a problem pronouncing his name. It's nothing personal. I'm probably dyslexic or something. But anyway, this is going to be our first inaugural live video 
where, of course, we will be interacting with all of you amazing human beings. You could ask us questions. This channel is not enabled for Super Chat, so you won't be able to participate that way. But if you have any questions, ask us down below, and we will be getting right into it. As, of course, our main focus for today will be the economy. Stupid. <laughs> and, of course, there is a lot of significant economic news coming in now as we're getting other analysis and reports that this unprecedented $2.2 trillion bill is failing most small businesses. Wait, hold up, hold up Luke. So, uh, so one thing that happened is I think when you gave me the RTMP stream, it, wasn't, it was for, the, uh, it was for the, the, the channel in general and not the actual video that we, that we created. So we've got some people right now who are waiting on the other video and not – so it was just a generic RTMP feed and not the RTMP feed directly for this event. So it looks like um, it says we're it says we're live. It should have gave you the you know, we got five people. So well, no, but the thing is, there's other people who were waiting into the other one. So maybe so we'll, we'll just, just send them send them the link to this video. Okay, Nicole, can you uh, just behind the scenes? Can you uh, can you go do yeah, that? We'll just right. do it that way. Right, I'll, anyway. I'll type it. In, I'll type it in right now. Uh, but yeah, I'll let, I'll let you continue. I uh, I'll rectify this. But yeah, uh, the stimulus package showing to have very little to no effect on small businesses. What is your uh, guys' reaction to that? Not a surprise here, of course, since, uh, you know, socialism and communism doesn't really work that well in general. Uh, we're also going to get into 3M. We're also going, going to get into the new government unemployment numbers. But uh, let's focus in on this, uh, you know, trillion dollar stimulus package that doesn't really stimulate anything <laughs> effectively. No, it doesn't stimulate anything. Uh, what it really does is stimulating uh, socialist behaviors and dependency on the government. Uh, that's and and that's no, what we're seeing. Uh, a anything. lot of people yeah. are, you know, screaming. It's like, yeah, give me a bailout. I want the bailout. You know, uh, everybody's just so willing to get government money now. Uh, I guess people are, you know, seeing that, you know, the maybe this is it. You know, maybe this is the final destruction of the the whole monetary system. So might as well, you know, go all in and go full. <laughs> socialist before it all falls apart but uh no it's a it's a uh it's a problematic time and you've seen that you know no matter what the bailout is going to be to uh you know stores a lot of uh people have closed down already they have you know they didn't have money to run in the first place even one week or two weeks of uh, of uh, business without you know paying their employees uh, and getting revenue and so they're they're really struggling and and a lot of them shut out some you know people as uh, Tim was telling before friends of Ernie Hancock, you know, they're saying that they're shutting down their business and ex exiting completely, uh, you know, having a business. So you probably see a lot of that on top. And, and that's not going to help, you know, for the free market, you know, more small businesses exiting out and then you just get bigger and bigger corporations taking a bigger piece of the pie, you know, really. Um, and they are the ones getting most of this bailout package anyways. You know, it's the big guys like Amazon, like uh, like Google uh and, and and you know walmart all the airline industry you know everybody's getting bailed out so that is the you know the majors the corporations are the ones that are highly benefiting meanwhile the you know we're running a, a daylight robbery right in front of people and nobody is asking anything about it because all we can talk about is covid 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 uh and so nobody is you know seeing the two trillion the four trillion all the bailouts look at the fed's balance sheet is around six trillion dollars right now uh and uh, nobody seems to you know care about that that we're getting robbed in daylight yeah yeah and also the secret federal reserve bailouts and their secretive elusive actions that we just did a video about a couple of days ago uh with of course tim 
Uh, we, we went into that into great length. I'm seeing a lot of questions. I don't know if we should get over this news or go over all this news or start answering some of the questions because I'm already eager to answer Kim Isomam's question. And she's like, Luke, watch empty hospital videos. I have a very strong opinion on all of that. Uh, but let's let's keep it on topic. We're gonna I, I want to answer your question, Kim, in just a little bit. But let's keep on what is happening um, economically first before getting into all those other side uh, subjects. If you could have a specific question related to the topic that we're talking about, I think that would be good. And I think one of the bigger kind of eye-opening topics are these unemployment numbers. As we're getting government numbers that supposedly seven hundred thousand people lost their job. What do you guys make of these numbers? Timmy, go ahead. Okay, well, first off, and uh, guys, let me know how my sound sounds, uh, you know, relative to everybody else, because we are trying to. I'm, I'm doing a lot of things over here, switching and then doing other stuff. But what is uh, what's going on right now with the, these numbers is that there's. Uh, it's important to to note that there's something called U3 unemployment, and there's U6 unemployment, and there's something else called U9 unemployment. What we always hear is is what's referred to as the U3 unemployment. I'm trying to pull this up on screen while while doing this. Uh, okay, here we go. So so if you guys go on screen right now, it says U6 unemployment rate. And the U6 unemployment rate is the rate that includes discouraged workers who have quit looking for a job and part-time workers who are seeking full-time employment. The U6 rate is considered by many economists to be the most revealing measure of a country's employment situation since it covers the percentage of labor force that is un unemployed, underemployed, and discouraged. So I mean, so then we right now we're taking a look at – let me uh, pull it down so it's a little bit easier for you guys to see. I actually got to move the screen over here. So this is a website called shadowstats.com. What uh what Shadow Stats does is they want actually sorry okay what Shadow Stats does is they try to uh, give a good indication of what the actual real economic data is and I'm trying to move my Which, screen you know how it was actually measured in the first place <laughs> yeah and what's important to know here is I'm trying to like reconfigure things over here is that they have changed the ways that they have uh, measured these numbers throughout the years and so these are not apples to apples numbers but the U3 is the government's uh, you know the most rosy scenario of things even that's uh, you know not doing very well these days the U6 is you know like we indicated before is a much uh, broader uh, definition and so even the official U6 you know is, I'm just eyeballing this here it looks like it's heading towards you know eight or nine percent right now and on its way to ten Ver vertical hockey stick uh, like we've seen also for the debt and then the uh, other number which would be the u9 number which is going to you know count uh you know just an even broader segment of people and then when you take a so like let's for instance you've uh been a lot of people don't realize this if you've been unemployed for a certain amount of time you don't count as being unemployed anymore so in the uh you know in the 80s that used to be the case and then now that's not the case and so when they it, so when trump was taking a victory lap and all these numbers he knew that these were fake numbers uh if anyone who saw my anarchizona or Anarchapoco speech. And the Anarchizona one was given, uh, I believe that was like March 31st of last year. And it was on how this was not the greatest economy ever. And I used uh, 19 different quotes in there from Donald Trump where he was saying this is the most phony fake number that's ever been invented. He also said, oh, I've heard the real number is closer to like 42%. Well, he got those numbers from... Uh, well, I know how he got those numbers. He was using the labor force participation rate. So yeah, these numbers are all rigged, yeah. but even the rigged numbers are bad. So when the government tells us 700,000, I mean, I'm more uh, likely to incline to believe that the number is actually closer to uh, you know, what were we told? I was like 10 million. So, I mean, I'm, I'm much more inclined to think that the 10 million is going to be the real job because this one. Well, uh, 10 million filed for unemployment within the last two weeks. And that's still that is still with problems uh, of reporting. So states that uh, aren't online are having a hard time filing these applications since, again, many people aren't showing up to work. 
So again, these numbers, uh, very fishy. They're reporting 4.4% unemployment. These are numbers worse than uh, 2009. And uh, again, when you look at what's happening just out there in society in major cities just being totally locked down you could see restaurants you could see small businesses you could see mom and pop stores just being eviscerated and of course the major conglomerates the huge corporations amazon cvs rite aid they're gonna have a hard time but they're not gonna be put underwater like all the other small and middle-class yeah. families out there that are being devastated. Meanwhile, Donald Trump is pumping his chest, and, and the Federal Reserve is pumping and printing money, just, just giving full support, socializing uh, you know, the losses to these 0.01% uh, butt munches. Family-friendly show. We can't curse here, but that's the way I see it. Uh, if you guys disagree with me, let me know well, why. John, I think you wanted to jump in there, too. Yeah, no, they have a direct, these corporations have a direct credit line to the Federal Reserve, basically, with the new, uh, you know, uh, uh, programs that they have through the special purpose vehicles and so on. Uh, so they're, 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 you know, heavily benefiting from uh, these crises. And, and that's what I said, uh, always been saying, you know, the corporations and the big banks, they're the ones that are win here. And, and they're the ones that are, you know, playing the game and, and writing the loss for everyone. So if we continue to, you know, uh, bow down to this government, we're going to just get bigger and bigger corporations. And, uh, you know, suddenly we'll sit there with monopolies and everything. And then uh, we wonder, oh, what, what happened here? It's like, uh, you know, just wait until the big wave now is starting to come out. Uh, I don't know if you and Tim talked about, you know, the first gigantic uh, bankruptcy in the oil shale oil sector. You know, that it's the first warning sign that is coming out. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's what's uh, going to happen here. We're going to see a lot of uh, debt problems coming up here because there's so much lack of income right now when the economy is locked down and, and nobody will get money other than from, you know, the, the being hand-fed from the magic bank account that the Federal Reserve has. Yep. Another article I kind of wanted to talk about is uh, the more direct government intervention that we're seeing from Donald Trump, specifically just ordering 3M, the major mask company that is based in Minnesota, to stop producing and selling those N95 masks to Canada or Latin America, but to prioritize and only do them for the United States. Now, 3M is fighting back against Donald Trump from doing this. Donald Trump is evoking some Defense Productive Measures Act that he could do this, but he's getting some pushback. Overall, what do you guys make of this kind of larger intervention uh, by Donald Trump with uh, these uh, the 3M mask producer. Yeah, no, it's uh, <laughs> it's funny how they're coming after you know, of course, Canada up here, which wasn't really prepared for anything. They uh, the mask that's been used there is not appropriate, and now they're finding a lot of uh, medical personnel is having getting even here in small Manitoba, we're getting a whole bunch of medical personnel now getting you know the disease itself. So. Clearly, it was nobody was really prepared and understanding. Even though that they have plenty of time to, you know, Trudeau's wife it. got it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and Trudeau. How was she doing? Oh, I, I don't know. The, he, she's probably you know hanging out with uh, Rothschild and everybody else over there in his mansion. Uh, you know, doing uh, yeah. Who knows what they're up to? But it's uh, you know the, these guys are uh, you know just a whole bunch of uh, criminals. And actually, uh, Trudeau he tried to put in a measure that gave the government and limited amount of power to spend as much money as they wanted uh, and to tax everybody as much as they wanted without the consent of our parliament. So 
So they tried to push that in and then they got caught, you know, red handed putting that, you know, uh, the totalitarian measure, there, which is ridiculous. But that's, you know, what it comes down to. You know, you got the two crazy, you got the Trump, you know, kind of borderline fascist guy on the one side, and then you got borderline communist here in Canada. So, you know, it's pretty funny how they clash over each other, these collectivists, uh, Thoughts, you know. Except is it even is it even borderline at this point? I mean, when you have oh, you know yeah. six well, trillion it's dollars, blatant, yeah, yeah, it's, it's steroided. Yeah, yeah, it's actually on steroids. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right, you're right. And eventually, Which evolve uh, has a comment for us, and uh, it is saying between you and me, Zoom is leaking data, maybe by intention. Uh, winky face. Uh, there's been a lot of news about Zoom as well as they're facing an inquiry by the federal government. And one of the head guys of Zoom also was accused of just selling his stocks. Again, that's that, that shouldn't be anything new. Again, a minor crime compared. Well, to the, the other thing, the other thing that was going on, uh, stock related. It's funny because I got the other screen up. It's like on a delay right now, so it's weird. But uh, so, so the other thing that's going on is that there's another company that has like a ticker symbol that's like Zoom, or it might be Z O O M or Z O M, and people were confusing that with the other Zoom, and so they saw yeah, that stock. Say, yeah. So that stock just went like hyperbolic, just went absolutely stupid, crazy high, and so then I know the uh, either SEC or Nasdaq, whoever it was, I put a halt on that trading of that stock but yeah now a lot of people are making now yeah they are doing some stuff to leak data i actually have my settings uh go to this encryption mode so there actually there are some encryption modes within zoom uh but then there's also people that are idiots and have no idea how to use it or they're just using it now for the first time and haven't been using it for five years like myself so they're going and there's you know like a teacher is going and sharing it and then one of the kids is going in there on the stream and then you know young profanities are putting porn on there and you know so that's, that's just- during class during online classes <laughs> That has been reported all throughout the country. Yeah, but that's just more, you know, a symptom of, of you know, whether or not people like actually know how to use uh, use the t- technology. But yeah, I, I haven't fully looked at. I mean, I don't. I'm putting everything out there anyways right now anyways. So, I mean, when I do private one-on-one, I use encryption modes or I, I'll, I can use Signal for people uh, that want to do that. Or, or, te- or And then one of my problems with Telegram is that when people use Telegram, that they think it's private, except uh, almost it doesn't actually encrypt things by default and the group messages aren't encrypted. So that's one of the uh, – pro- I mean, yeah, I mean, there's nothing that's perfect. And, and I think and there's nothing wire- that's private that's online. People need to realize that. Uh, also, maybe we could even do like a call-in show where random people could – kind of call in i think we would have to do it on d live because we're probably going to get a lot of people who are trying to prank us or just we could other- we could do it on discord so like what free talk live yeah. does is they have different uh call-in rooms and then so they have a, a discord room and then you could you know if somebody's trying to spam us we could just kick them out of there or- I, th- I think it would be cool to do like a video call-in show i think that would be cool too uh but yeah. we got another comment by official blasphemy and he says when you print too much money cash you either go full commie or go fash. He's pretty yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. The, the, it, it's totally true. And, and this happens throughout history. <laughs> Every time you know you overprint money, they always get to. Uh, and it's funny how the printing of money actually raises the size of government as they print currency throughout history. You know, there's so many like all these empires around the world. They managed to you know expand to just beyond crazy measures using paper currency for example one of the first uh, gigantic empires was the sun uh, the yuan dynasty uh, which was of course genghis khan and he used a paper currency to print his way uh, to power and then control uh, the only problem he met was when he went into the middle east and tried to force them to use currency they actually burnt it in the streets and because they only like gold and silver so it's uh it, it comes to a, a measure that where you have actually the uh, 
the, the, the central banks, you know, they, they basically enable or just the central entity printing money, they enable, you know, a collectivist kind of behavior where you have a gigantic empire running things. Uh, when you have a printing press, you can buy whatever you want with this magic money until, you know, people say that, well, this is worthless money now. We're not going to take it. And then it dies within a year, usually, uh, the value. So it's very fast, like that whole time span that we're getting close to now uh, is when people say, like, it's enough is enough. After all this, you know, uh, UBI that we're going to get everywhere around the world, I don't know how long, you know, the actual value of our currencies is going to uh, withhold. Uh, and you're going to get those riots on steroids that we had before the coronavirus crisis. You know, it's so funny how this came in and then suddenly all the protests in Hong Kong, France, everywhere, you know, it's elite, completely illegal to, you know, even some places like Germany, two people out, uh, you know, more than two people out at the same time is illegal. So it's just, uh, it's just getting crazy. But the, yeah, the, it, it, it comes to the end of this currency printing scheme always that, you know, people will just leave the currency and then the currency becomes worthless because nobody's using it. Yeah, now the president of the Philippines is ordering people to get shot and killed in the middle of the street for defying the quarantine. Uh, John, I kind of wanted to ask you before we go to Tim, is there a historical time and period that's comparable to what's happening now? Think about that. And we're going to go off to Tim a little bit because, Tim, you, you sent a lot of different articles, some looking at the mortgage crisis, some people saying that 30 percent of all mortgages will default. Uh, there's going to be a lot of delinquencies. I mean, what are you seeing? What's some of the important stuff that you're seeing now before? Uh, and then after that, let's go to let's go to John and uh, with that specific question. OK, thanks. Yeah, I've been a little bit quieter because behind the scenes, I'm, it's just people that are watching this right now, I'm controlling all the scenes and getting the articles and making sure the sound goes good. So, you know, it does take a lot of multitasking going on at once. But, yeah, it, it actually I've got so many articles pulled up right now that it, it's actually like literally taking me like about like 30 seconds just to scroll through all of them. So we've got uh, Wall Street wins again. Banks force Treasury to double rate on small business loans. And uh, basically, the quick version of this is that they only wanted to charge people half a percent of an interest for these loans. And then the banks are like, oh, we can't do that. Or we're not even going to participate in that. We do need to make it one. Well, I mean, one of the points that this article then goes on to make and says that uh, basically these loans are guaranteed by the federal, federal government, don't require any collateral, and will be forgiven if funds are used for payroll costs, mortgage costs, uh, rent, and utility payments for two months, and if businesses retain and hire, rehire employees. So banks don't take any risk, then why are they charging any interest at all? Or rather, why do they have any say in what the rate should be? And I mean, just keep in mind, we've had to spend trillions of dollars bailing these guys out in 2008 and 2009, trillions of dollars bailing them out now. You know, if, if basically if we didn't bail them out, they would have all been effed. They would all not even not even exist. And then they've got the gall to be like, oh, we're not going to make enough money on this. Well, screw you guys making any money. You guys shouldn't even, even exist right now. You don't even have to hold on to any of our money in reserves anymore. And that's from Jerome Powell even saying that in a press conference. And now I'm starting to get worked up. And we've got a lot of different you know articles to cover, so I'll try to calm down. Uh, the Congressional Budget Office reveals apocalyptic forecasts, expects negative 28% GDP, 10% unemployment rate. And so uh, one thing that Luke mentioned uh, that he was saying that these numbers are worse in 2008, 2009. So the unemployment, the the rate at which this is devolving is way worse, but the uh, much, much worse, like completely unprecedented. But the uh, the actual number itself isn't worse, but we're getting there. I mean, it's only a matter of time before those numbers. Uh, so I just want to make that distinction uh, inside of there. But yeah, these, you know, we're getting absolute bloodbath of numbers. Uh, Fed's balance sheet is set to is already hit uh, six trillion dollars, up one point six trillion dollars in just three weeks. 
And it was only, only, uh, I mean, only two months ago when I was giving that talk at Intercapoco when I said, listen, the game plan is it's going to be a hockey stick. They're going to have to just print, 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 print. And they've honestly, they've, they've printed more money in, in a quicker time period than even I thought that they were going to do in that initial wad. So I do have, I let's see. Over here, I do have the Trump money gun over here, which I, John's going to have to tell me how to work because I Woo! feel... I feel uh, oh, wow, Ready? it worked that time. Woo! Wait, Thanks. God damn it. I blew, I blew my wand. Oh, no, oh, no, Trump money gun. Oh, they're going crazy. So you see, I see this here. We got Trump, Don, Don, the Billies, y'all. So you know, we're going into... We were having some fun here because, yeah, we're going into fascism. We're going into bad times. So we might as well have some gallows humor because... You know, life is what you make out of it. And so, you know, before they go and try to, you know, put us in the FEMA camps, we might as well try to have some fun uh, with all this. Because, you know, you know, guys like me and guys like you, we're not going to take the force vaccine. We're not going to take the mark of the beast. We're not going to use their digital dollar. Uh, we're going to spread the word of what they're doing, and which makes us uh, thought criminals. So, you know, might as well have a little bit of fun on that. And I'm glad that I actually had. And that's the first time this actually worked. So now I've got an entire, uh, if you guys were to see my desk, it's just covered in, in fake uh, Trump dollar bills. What the hell? You guys going to tell me. I, had, I have my gun, too but it's going to be decontaminated. Uh, I don't want any, uh, you know, what the hell? Whatever, it doesn't matter. We got a question by Realizer Network. He says, quote, I mean, I understand you have lots of Canadian friends, Luke. I don't know if you would call them friends, maybe acquaintances. (laughs) But he goes on. Does John count as being Canadian or Norwegian? So in that uh, that math. (laughs) But Realizer Network goes on and says, but can you really blame Trump for stopping 3M selling those masks outside the U.S. when we can't get them in the U.S.? Question mark Again, just because we reported on something doesn't mean we're taking a particular situa- uh, position on it. Uh, we just reported that this was happening, whether it's good or bad. Uh, it is still outside of our realm of understanding because it, d- it really deserves a deep dive because there's many implications like you're talking about. Um, and, and to me, there, there should be more of a pragmatic way of addressing this. And just because we talk about a particular headline, it doesn't mean we officially endorse it. Just wanted to make that clarification between everyone out there. John, is there a moment in history that kind of replicates what's happening right now? Rome burning kind of comes to mind. Yeah, actually, well, actually, yeah. So that's totally what, what you kind of brought me towards. I was also going to say the Great Depression is similar but it's not totally similar because this is actually we're witnessing the fall of an empire. Uh, so it's totally what we're you know uh, heading towards, which is of, uh, the current is the the fall of the Roman Empire. You know they used to be a republic, they went into democracy and then blew up. Uh, it printed you know they and they didn't have paper currency at the time, but they printed mm-hmm. you know and debased currency, which basically is taking the value out of uh, out of the currency itself. So. That's that's what they did. But then, of course, what are we entering into next? That's the other question. And that's actually what I have pulled up uh, here is the dark ages, you know, that uh, mm-hmm. came after that time where we basically had uh, the problem where uh, they're, they're saying that, you know, it's uh, yeah, there was a dark ages, you know, all, uh, everything was suppressed. Uh, nobody was able to get out there and get free. That's true. to kind of on a point. But I, I do believe it's a little bit of a different dark ages now because now we have so many ideas out there that you're not going to be able to stop them and you're not even going to be able to shut off the internet because people create alter- alternate internets and alternate ways of communicating. Uh, but we're heading towards that type of, uh, you know, the end of an empire right now. And, and that's what we're seeing first, uh, right hand and center here with bas- basically the Western, you know, empire uh, is, is ending, but also 
people think that oh china's gonna rise up no they all had actually have the same exact problem just on steroids where they have printed too much money over there in china as well so oh, basically every uh, country around the world that has you know this money printing scheme going they are you know pushing amount, uh, tremendous amounts of uh, currency into the world and then uh, totally devaluing it and you know uh, the 1200 or 2000 that you know we're getting promised or the here it's 1800 for people that don't have work uh, is not going to work uh, it's going to just end up having you know less and less purchasing power that currency that they shove out and then it's not going to really get you anything that you need and so that's where we're heading towards the, the failure of the US dollar and and you know all the other currencies around the world because they're all fiat or we all have the same system uh, but what we're entering into is a financial uh, and economic dark ages. But I think there's some bright points there because now we actually, in the dark ages, there was zero tools to actually be free uh, as a human being. But now we have that. So that dark ages in, you know, government sense is actually a positive for people that, uh, you know, have are self-reliant and, and that could communicate and create, you know, uh, uh, beautiful ways of living without, you know, yep. the need of any government. Well, I think we're uniquely uh, in a position to be essentially screwed over. Uh, and Twitch Evolve kind of uh, makes this point with some of their comments, talking about how a lot of the things that are produced come from places like China and India, which, of course, the world is dependent on for their slave labor. When we look at the American economy, yeah, yeah. When we look at the American economy, it's a service economy. When everything's locked down and manufacturing is non-existent, and uh, there's no service. Yes, there's a couple of strippers going door to door in Seattle. That's that's one thing that's happening. But other than that, well, the uh, other thing, well, at the rate they're developing our currency, we're gonna have to have like the money guns just to go to the strip clubs, so you know, let it run for like a minute straight to give them the equivalent of like twenty dollars. I was in Venezuela. I was in Venezuela with Jeff Berwick, the dollar vigilante, and uh, like literally, there was no toilet paper in the entire, you go into the bathroom inside the strip club in Venezuela, no water works, no lights work, it's just, and this is like the fanciest place, but like the, the dollar bills there were like toilet paper. It was like, just like literally just flying around everywhere. I had cash all the way down. Look at toilet paper, go yeah. and get him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, the, the, the currency there was so yeah. devalued and uh, we just, I just had a whole book bag full of it. And, uh, you know, the, the professional ladies working there and we, we did it for our fixer. Our fixer never has been have, have, has been to a, a gentleman's club, as, as we call it. And uh, he had the time of his life. And since he <laughs> was one of the kind of gang members that was guiding us and protecting us, making sure we don't get killed in Venezuela, we decided to kind of, you know, take him on on a little, you know, he, we were like, research. what do you want to do? He's like, I want to go to the strip club. I'm like, all right, let's go. And over there, really, yeah. I, I wish there was the money god because essentially you're just throwing stacks and stacks. Well, people are asking uh, you about Jeff in the in the in the comments. I, I know this, when I've talked to people, they've they've wanted to hear you know your thoughts and what Jeff is thinking about everything that's going on with uh, you know the sickness versus versus your thoughts and how you guys can be best friends but differ on this is something that I get. You know, people are. I mean, I had somebody call me up today and ask me that. Yeah, and we're then, not a holes. Uh, that's that's the thing. You could you could you could be friends with someone and not completely agree with him on every little thing i mean I, that's we learned from each other by communicating with each other i do believe he has been wrong on some instances i do message him but i think he's wrong i think there's a lot of disinformation out there i think there's, there's what <laughs> yeah there's there's a lot of other theories out there that i don't see you know credible but i don't judge him no. on on his you know 
you know, political ideology. I could be friends with someone and see things completely different because I know the person that they are deep down. So, um, again, it's okay to disagree with someone. It's okay to have a discussion. On my main YouTube channel, I had James Corbett on, who believes that this whole sickness is all a scam. I don't believe that. I'm taking this seriously. I have some friends that are sick. I have you know, people that are doctors, that are medical professionals, that are dealing with this on the front lines. They're sharing information with me that's pretty daunting, that, that's pretty, pretty hardcore. I know people who are having a hard time to breathe, people who are having a hard time dealing with this situation, especially in New York City. You compare the situation that you know, I've been through, that I've seen, that I know in New York City, you compare it to you know, a situation where, of course, you're you know, away from everyone in Mexico. It's different. So we see things differently. It's okay to see things differently. It's important not to place judgments on someone because you disagree with them. It's important to have that conversation, to have that dialogue. And I think it's important for everyone to do that and not to be afraid of it. Someone has a different opinion in, in me. Oh, no, I'm going to poop my pants and freak out and get mad and have an emotional outburst. No. No, don't poop, uh, don't poop your know. pants, man. There's no more toilet paper left. We can't, we can't just be well, before I, I, you. I, again, I've been, I've been in Costco. I've been in Costco since uh, late January telling people, hey, Stock up, prepare. Everyone was laughing at me. It's fine. Yeah, Again, but then, then you get to Safeway in, in Selkirk and there you can't buy anything now. Yeah. Hey, you can buy, you can buy a safe. You, and I'm getting messages now of people telling me, hey, thank you so much for telling me to take this seriously. Thank you so much for telling me to buy a bag of rice and a, a bag of beans. The stores are closing off. There's no food available here. Uh, there's a two item limit at my local store. There's nothing else. So, so yeah. those people that are coming to me now, uh, I, I really am, you know, thankful of them for, for speaking up. And uh, I've been taking it seriously. The mainstream media was telling you it was just the flu. Uh, the government was telling you it's contained. Only 15 people are going to have this. Mass I saw work. China lock down. China lock down their own people and, and hurt their own economy. China doesn't give a damn about its own people. But for them to lock down that early an entire city and, and to seal stop doors. their production yeah. and manufacturing, like that's 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 the that's the first warning sign out of many that I saw that I called out that made me take this seriously. Because again, look at pandemics. Look at the la- in the last hundred years, in the last two hundred years, almost every time, almost like it's ten o'clock, there's a major sickness in nineteen twenty, eighteen twenty, and, and down the line. That, that comes up and affects civilization in a very negative way. Was 5G uh, existent then? No, but there was a virus that was real that ravaged civilization that deserved to be taken seriously. The government? And if people are saying, hey, you know, you just walk around, everything's fine, don't worry about it. It's just, it's just ridiculous to me, uh, to be honest. Yeah, and, I, and my, my probably view, you know, fits somewhere probably in between, you know, Jeff and James are over here and Ernie over here and Luke is over. I'm trying to get my over here is right. Uh, you know, I'm probably somewhere in the middle. I mean, I, I, I think that this, that the, that there's certain aspects of it that the government overblown and they're trying to use this now as the, now they're key. overblowing it before they were underplaying it, which made the situation that much worse. Sorry. Yeah. Ahead. I mean, so, I mean, I'm out here in a more, I guess, rural area. I don't really go out a lot, you know? And so to see like, Oh, people that are saying, Oh, no one should go outside without a mask on. I mean, I feel very confident going outside without a mask on. I also think I already had coronavirus. So I don't really think it even matters. Uh, and then I also bought masks. But the funny thing is I, here I am thinking like this, but yeah, I bought masks six years ago. 
I bought hazmat suits six years ago. Like I don't need like like that was the time to get prepared back then. Yeah, you know, how about we get a bigger refund for already being prepared? All the people that didn't get prepared, uh, how about you guys are the ones that don't get refund? I mean, first off, they shouldn't be taking any of our money to begin with. Uh, and, and, and but, but again, the masks are to protect others because you know you don't know for sure if you had it or if you didn't. You don't know if you have it now. In Italy, they've done citywide tests and they found that more than fifty percent of people had this thing, didn't know it passed it on to older people or people who were immune compromised and they got sick from it. And this is why Italy was so ravaged. And again, when everyone's talking about this 5g thing again, well, Italians, you also have like, you know, like three generations living in the same household. You've got a lot of hugging, lots of kissing, you know, they're sharing meals. So does, so does Japan. So does Japan. I don't know if you've ever been to Japan and Hong Kong, but people are living on top of each other. But in those countries, people wear masks. And it's it's really just that simple. Well, they probably also imagine. didn't have yeah, a hug a hug a Chinese citizen day or something, and like they had yeah, in well, Italy. Yeah, well, they did that in Italy. The mayor of Florence made a whole campaign that was promoted by Chinese state television to fight bigotry and racism by hugging your local China man, which is absolutely stupid. You could have this thing, not know it, and you could give it to somebody else. And again, people are saying, oh, it's just old people dying from this. Oh, it's just people who are sick who are dying from this. Again, when you look at the comorbidities that are the contributing factors here, there's something like diabetes. There's something like obesity. There's something like, uh, what was the other one? I forgot that, that again. The majority well, there's an N, well, there's factor. an N not factor that Dr. Frank Tamburi was talking about. And he was saying something along the lines of like, and I'm just like kind of making up right now, but like SARS was like a, was like a 1.8 and some other flu was like a 0.8. But then like this had an R not factor. I'm not a doctor. I, I have no idea what this even means. But yeah. it's like well, how many people you can affect. Yeah. yeah. How many people, you, how many other people you can affect. And then according to these models, it's like, because uh, the R not factor of four, I think meant that uh, you'd affect uh, 386 billion people, billion with a B. Obviously, that's more people than are on Earth. Uh, so yeah, so now this is being used as a skeleton key. I think the much bigger problem is the fact that everyone else who's freaking out. I mean, I'm not that worried about you know myself getting sick or other people around me getting sick right now. It's just I'm more worried about the government coming in. Not not like they've already done this. So I mean, it's old news by now. You know, in using this to rush and everything. And, it was, and we're speaking of you know, toilet paper and crap. I mean, let's maybe now, uh, you know, segue into other crappy ideas. So we've got on screen right now, Bernie Sanders is proposing uh, $2,000 monthly cash payments until the end of the coronavirus crisis. And so as you can see here, everybody gets a thousand bucks and says this proposal comes in the wake. Yep. This comes in the wake of a proposal from former Senator. Bernie! It must be so strange right. for Bernie Sanders to be out socialized by Donald Trump. It well, unfortunately, so John, I didn't have you up there, so the people saw you blow your wad too early, which I think is what the Federal Reserve. Bernie, go Bernie, Team Bernie. Actually, well, no, so that was Trump. My fault. Okay, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That, that 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 definitely that definitely was Trump. But yeah, no, it's just it's just insane that you know the pace of everything over here is uh, is devolving. Uh, it's just, you know, it's even, I mean, I had very, I mean, obviously I'm a very hard guy to surprise in any of this stuff. And even I've been surprised at, you know, the rate of what this stuff is going with. Oh, and speaking of rate at which things are going, here comes the next crisis. Up to 30% of all mortgages will default in biggest wave of delinquencies in history. Uh, and who knows? And the thing that also sucks about this, I mean, I sold my house uh two years, almost exactly two years ago, because I thought I bought it at the exact market low, thought, you know, hey, I don't want to be holding on to this home and have it get, you know, lose all those gains. So I sold it. Now I've 
pissed away a whole bunch of money in rent. And now what's going to happen is I should have just stayed in that home because everyone's going to get bailed out no matter what. And then so so the guys who are you know making moves, not that I'm trying to profit off disaster. I'm tra- trying to help people prevent from getting their own personal financial uh, you know, life getting uh, personal disasters, but you know, this is not a free market anymore. We, well, it's not been a free market for a very, very long time, but it's just absolute crap that, you know, people that have been taking on risk, people who got over leveraged. Uh, I mean, now I, now I do feel a lot more sympathy in this circumstance because it was the government who was encouraging people to get into the stock market at the all time highs, the government that was encouraging, you know, all these, this mail investment and the government that then shut down their businesses. Yeah, no, it's it's the government coming in and, and uh, manipulating markets up in the first place. And then, of course, giving people money for, uh, be, you know, doing that behavior. So they're basically, you know, uh, making you do a terrible thing, but then enforcing it by then giving you actually, uh, you know, um, money for your terrible mistakes. They're, they're not, you know, in a, in a real free market economy or real life, you know, if you make a mistake, you... It's terrible, you know. It sucks, and you, you learn from it. You lose money from it, uh, but that's not the case. That's not what nobody wants anymore. Everybody wants everybody to never make. Uh, well, we're gonna all make tons of mistakes, sir. But we're just gonna get rewarded for all the mistakes, and they just continue to do the same thing over and over again. That's just insanity. Well, yeah, that's a quote actually from uh, what's his name uh, Einstein that said that back in the day when you continue the same behavior and uh, you know suspecting. Or, or wanting other outcome from that behavior. You know, it's just totally insane. We're, we're basically doing the same things that they did in Venezuela and everywhere else, and we're expecting other outcomes. It's just, uh, you know, totally insane to believe so. Yeah. Uh, and again, just looking at everything that's unfolding, I definitely see the economic ramifications being the most impactful and the most dangerous here. As far as this sickness, yes, we should take it seriously. We should also take seriously the government's actions and approach here. I want to read off some of the comments. We have Snarf Salomon saying, Luke, stay calm, read the comments. I'm reading your comment and adopt your opinion. You are wrong about several things. The masks do not help. Uh, Snarf, do you have any data to support your claim? Because I got a whole bunch of data and a whole bunch of studies that I've been citing, that I've been looking at, that I've been talking about that do show a significant difference in the spread of this sickness that has been quailed with people wearing masks. Also, if you get a small dose of this virus, which again, masks aren't perfect. They're not going to protect you 100% of the time, but they do slow down this sickness. So if you get a small dose of this sickness compared to a larger (laughs) dose, if you weren't wearing a mask, your body, your immune system has time to build up to actually fight it and not be hospitalized in intensive care units because of that factor. Again, there's a reason you're going to see the CDC. You're going to see Donald Trump change his opinion, and they're going to tell you soon, wear masks. They're going to change it. You're going to watch it. Mark, They've already already, already done that. Yeah. Yeah, well, guys, it's important. No, no, they haven't officially because, again, the World Health Organization, the Surgeon General – are still doing that. The CDC slowly changing some of their words now, yes, but overall there's going to be a big push and it's going to be the new normal. And again, everything that is happening now could have been avoided, could have been prevented with the right information. Well, if you yeah. look at countries that are wearing masks, the, uh, uh, the Czech Republic, uh, Singapore, uh, Hong, the territory of Hong South Kong, Korea, Japan, Japan, South yeah. Korea, look at their numbers, look at their rates, look how they were able to flatten the curve compared to countries where wearing masks is not culturally acceptable. People scoff at you. People say, oh, that's just stupid. You freaking stupid idiots. All we're freaking talking about 
is a little bit of freaking cloth against your face. Why is that such a hard idea for people to realize that could have a tremendous effect? Maybe not for you, but maybe for an older person. Maybe for a person who doesn't have the convenience of a perfect immune system like you do. What is the problem with people not understanding? It's just a simple cloth over It's because your face. it's not. I'm, wa- I'm waiting for the Armani one and, and the well, Gucci one, you know, personally. Well, it's, so. it's, it's, you know, it's important to protect yourself. I worked in an anthrax lab, and actually one of my customers uh, that I used to have, I, I changed actually a company now, so I'm not in, involved in uh, too much of that anymore. But uh, one of them was Emergent, which is one of the biggest, you know, uh, what do you call them, uh, vaccine manufacturers, uh, other than Merck, of course. Uh, these guys, like I, I've been in labs in Norway back in the day, like 15 years ago when uh, they were working on anthrax. And I was pretty well protected in that lab, to say the least. I had a full hazmat suit on, and I was pretty happy about it, you know, not getting anthrax. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's just yeah. simple. You look at yeah. influenza in Hong Kong, almost completely eviscerated, almost completely stopped. Why? Because people in Hong Kong wear masks. Again, also, there's other contributing factors to why those countries have been dealing with this sickness way better than we have. But masks are a major contributing factor. It's not that there's that they're just rich and high IQ. You look at other countries like Vietnam, uh, the Czech Republic, also taking very serious measures with masks. They've been dealing with this a lot better. And they haven't had to shut down. They haven't had to totally lock down. They haven't had the chaos that we've been having. And again, all of it could have been just prevented. I don't understand why not just take the simple precaution to take this seriously. Uh, Loving McGoo, I think I think that's also one of the members of the We Are Change uh, kind of um, uh, member YouTube thing. He's leaving a, a, a comment here. I haven't read it yet. He says, Luke, uh, when are people going to pump turmeric? Turmeric helps you uh, wait, 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 helps you bo- uh, helps your body regulate inflammation and the immune system, reducing chances to developing cellular storms in your body. Uh, Love and Miku, you can't give out any medical advice. You give out medical advice, you're going to get hammered and punished and destroyed uh, by not only the government, but also the social controllers out there. We also have to understand YouTubers have been getting destroyed because institutions, corrupt institutions like the World Health Organization, that's a corrupt institution that's telling everyone not to wear masks, that told people this sickness doesn't spread person to person, that did a massive cover-up from china they're the ones that youtube facebook are going to and saying hey tell us who to censor and the world health organization is of course censoring people that are critical of them i could go on this for a while this is very passionate for me because i know a lot of people who are they're heroes luke it's, it's you it's youtube heroes are, are you criticizing heroes you don't like heroes now yeah <laughs> uh and again i just don't understand it's it, it's it just it, it could it can make the biggest difference it doesn't hurt you. It actually protects you from, you know, surveillance. And, and it could provide a situation where we don't have so much chaos, where some idiots are begging for more government. Again, governments historically make the problem that much worse. That's why I'm trying to do all my best screaming, ranting and raving ever since late January. Hey, take this seriously. Hey, get some food supply. Hey, wear a mask. Now I'm saying, hey, this is getting worse. As I've been saying, it's going to get worse. Uh, prepare to grow your own. We, we got That's what sc- I'm saying now. That's my official take. Yeah, we got on screen uh, right now. So it's New York records largest single day death toll from coronavirus. And I believe it was 540 
562. Okay, so I undershot that one. Uh, in addition, the state reported 14,810 patients that are now hospitalized with COVID-19, an increase of 1,427 over the uh, over the day before. But yeah, lots of uh, lots of crazy stuff going on. I mean, this is a live stream, so I definitely appreciate you guys, you know, tuning in. All the uh, all the all the comments you guys are making, those are all those are all great. Uh, this is the first time we've done this, and to have you know, I think at the t- last time I checked, it was like 152 people watching out of 7,000. Actually, as a percentage, is actually you know, pretty pretty decent percentage. It's just like a random thing that we're doing over here. But uh, one of the one of the other funny things that I don't know if it's funny, uh, but actually let's uh, let's go over here. On screen and show Fed's balance sheet goes up to six trillion. Yeah, we talked about that a little bit a little while ago. Yeah, I've got so many articles pulled up over here. You see, yeah, wave of wave of uh, defaults going on. Uh, U.S. Treasury balance hits all time high after historic flood of bill issuance. So you're also seeing you know huge demand for Treasury bills, which is one of the reasons why I thought the dollar oh. would strengthen, uh, and then eventually that strength yeah. leads to its collapse. Now this is not a and Nicole who does a great job helping us out and uh, really you know makes a lot of the things uh, that we do run round over here. She actually asked me if this was a joke of an article. If you take a look at the date on this, it's actually from uh, April 2nd, not April Fools. But given all this crazy, you know what stuff going on right now, S&P, so they're a big rating agency company, reaffirms United States at a double A plus outlook stable. So are you kidding me? Outlook stable? I mean, what do you, I mean, what, I mean, what are they smoking? I mean, the stock market, Tim, the stock market goes up when you get 10 million people, you know, claiming that they're, uh, you know, not working anymore. So that's, <laughs> there you go. Seriously. That's, I mean, uh, what more, more do you need? You had 10 million unemployed in one week. 30% of people could potentially, could potentially lose their, 30% well, of the mortgages Tim. could be default. They still want to rate them, right? So they want their business for the, from the U.S. Treasury. That's you say rate or rate or rape? I mean, because either well, one of those well, could oh, either yeah. one of those could work. Well, uh, I think the U.S. government is raping them, and then they want to rape them. Well, they're like, in bed. Just take a look at who. I mean, like the biggest owner, I think, of S and P or Moody's. I forgot which one it is. Is actually uh, you know Warren Buffett. If you take a look at his, yeah. and so then you got, you got people who own the rating agencies. And then those people that own the agency agencies also own other companies. Yeah. And then those companies, and even if they don't, even if they don't own them, let's say if you're paying them, you know, a boatload of money to give a rating, and all of a sudden you get a bad rating, and they're gonna be like, you know what? Fine, we're not gonna pay you. We're gonna go over to Fitch well, or we're gonna go over to yeah. Moody's. Well, even what's crazy now is that the ratings themselves, Tim. You know, we've gone over that in many of our reports where we actually show the corporate ratings for twenty. It was twenty eighteen numbers. And it just shows that, you know, it's basically uh, almost 90% of all the ratings is triple B or lower, which triple B is basically just above, so, uh, you know, uh, investment grade. So, you know, his pension funds could dabble in them or whatever. And then everybody else is under, you know, which is double B or under. And that actually just happened to, uh, you know, uh, South Africa that just got downgraded to junk. So nobody can invest there of any pension funds or anything anymore. And that's the most significant downgrade that you get in this financial infrastructure that they put out. Uh, so that's a big problem. And then here in Canada, there's massive news because one of our provinces went bankrupt uh, and it's Newfoundland Labrador. And actually me and Josh, uh, we've done videos on this like three, four years ago, warning about the massive uh, monstrous debt levels that the province had versus you know their, uh, how many population that and now Bank of Canada is buying Newfoundland uh, debt directly in their purchase programs here in 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 Canada. So it's just yeah we're we're just on this massive debt bubble, guys. That you know now everybody needs to get bailed out right, left, right, and center. And 
if you think that there's going to be zero precautions, you know, that there's going to be a stable outlook on the U.S. economy after this, this is just total insanity. Yeah. Like, I don't know who is rating, but somebody is probably, you know, snorting coke, doing, you know, dry, you know not, not with hundred dollar bills. They aren't anymore because they don't, it ran out of hundred dollar bills in Manhattan. But do you want to, do you want to get into, you know, the other article that, that pretends, wait, wait, hold on before we get into yeah. that, let's try to end this in about uh, 12 minutes. If that's yeah. okay with you guys, I kind of want to go over two comments really quickly. Uh, one is someone calling me a shill. <laughs> like, okay, uh, got any facts or data be behind that? You could have you look, your- You look Jewish. Yeah, again, I, I get that a lot. I get Putin's son, I get Putin's son a lot. Bill Maher's go. son as well. Uh, it doesn't matter. You could throw them at me. My positions haven't changed. I'm not calling for government. I'm not calling for tyranny. I'm not calling for- well, Hey, when can I meet Putin? Here. But what I'm specifically calling for is for people to be responsible for themselves and to take precautionary measures, being respectful of their family members and of people in their community. That's all I'm calling for. You don't like that. That's your problem. Also, uh, Wuhan was not the first 5G city. It was Shanghai. There's so many incorrect facts here. People talking about 5G. Again, my goodness, please. Facts and the truth matters. My allegiance is always to that and to always helping people as much as I can not towards being liked. If I want to be liked, I could talk about, you know, uh, fairy tales and flowers and, and, and puppy dogs and all this other stuff that you want to hear about how all of this is fake and all of this doesn't exist. And you would like that because the news right now is not comforting. It's not settling. Yeah. It's not. Let's, let's yeah. you know, and I could bullcrap you and tell you it's all a lie. It's all a plan and try to make you feel better for a little bit. But guess what? That's not the truth. My allegiance is towards the truth, not just being, uh, you know, liked by some random person who's calling me a show that's that's the first comment second comment is ewok3 and and this person is asking will the thousand two hundred dollar check to americans cause inflation that's the question we got from ewok3 why yes 100 of course it will uh you know that's good you're literally shoving money into the economy uh and expecting no uh inflation people are going to spend that on things most likely uh because uh, saving it is uh, you know near zero <laughs> <laughs> and that's what's going to happen. I just want to say one quick thing before that. It's like 5G <laughs> in itself that they're talking about getting rolled out now everywhere. No, it's not 5G. It's it's just like it's actually even below the frequency of your router right now, the, the 5G that is getting rolled out now. So that is, that is total fraud as well, saying that 5G is getting rolled out. And you, work, and you work in electronics. I mean, yeah. you want to get people your background yeah. on that. Yeah, I, I've been doing this for like how many years? Let's see, like uh, almost 20 years now. I've been in the telecommunications and uh, and low voltage field. And so I dealt with that for such a long time. And, and of course, my body is still fine. But they, uh, there is a certain things because I have hypertension, EMF hypertension. So I, I do feel I'm more worried about if you live close to a high voltage line, a 44 kilovolt transmission line, uh, there's been, you know, uh, Proof of that being, you know, giving blood cancer in Norway, they scrapped those uh, proposed, those uh, different tests that was out there. The government is like, oh, no, everything's fine. But then they put in the legislation that you need to uh, build, when you build anything, you need to be at least, you know, 900 meters away from the, the transmission line. So, of course, that, that on top of, but yeah, it will cause inflation to get back to the actual topic. Uh, because people are going to spend that into the economy, and if you don't believe that that's going to create inflation, then then it's just been uh, you know uh, blatantly 
ignorant about economics. Well, in the in the beginning stages, I mean, I and I did mention this uh, at the TDV, uh, the uh, Jeff Berwick's uh, the Dollar Vigilante Summit uh, investment presentation. They had an all speaker Q and A, and I was talking about how the dollar is going to strengthen initially during all this. So even though. A lot of this crazy stuff that should be causing inflation right out of the gates uh, because of all this, you know, everybody rushing the cash. It's actually almost causing more of a deflation. And so we're going to see probably a deflation of financial assets. But then the response of, of the government, will be like, oh, well, we, we printed six trillion dollars and the slaves did it and it didn't cause any inflation. So next time we'll print 20 trillion dollars and then maybe that won't yeah. cause inflation. And then we'll print They're 50 trillion dollars in cannon. Of, and then uh, uh, not the bazooka anymore. Everything is fine until the day it's not fine. So if you were in Germany in 1911, uh, you know they had multiple different currencies. So at first they had the gold mark, then the red mark, then the Reichsmark, then the Deutschmark. And so if you were holding on to, let's say, you know Mercedes-Benz uh, bonds that were priced in gold mark, well, boom, you got wiped out when you went when it went from gold mark to red mark. Then it got wiped out again when it went from red mark to Reichsmark. Then it got wiped out again when it went from Reichsmark to Deutschmark. But if you're holding on to a stock, then that stock then got repriced into different currencies and that, that stock mercedes-benz is still around today so that's one of the analogies i like to use i also like to point out that you know in right around 1911 their stock market was probably between you know 100 and 300 and then you go by 1921 their stock market was around 21 million and by 1922 their stock market in germany was 27 million now it's not because things were going great obviously uh during world war one and post world war one it was because their currency lost value but things are always great man yeah. It's always great until one day it's not great. And so just like if you are a turkey, uh, you know, it's it's always great until one day it's Thanksgiving and there you go. And there's the oven. So, you know, it's you know, right now we're all, you know, basically waiting to become that turkey on Thanksgiving because this is uh, you know just insane. But, you know, we did have, uh, you know, this is what the article I was referring to before on screen is that, uh, you know, South Africa got to, got downgraded to junk by by Fitch. So at least that's one. They're not they don't have, they don't have a huge military there. So maybe they're not worried about the military, you know, messing up Fitch. But yeah, I mean, a lot of people think that uh, that the bottom's not close, which is actually a sign that the bottom probably actually isn't close. Uh, so you know, that's I guess one uh, you know I guess bearish case for the stock market. You know, I you know completely uh, completely agree with this title here. Fed's quantitative easing strategy holds long-term benefits for uh, for crypto. Another subject that uh, the thought police over here at YouTube don't like us talking about. Uh, you know, 110,000 restaurants you know set to close permanently. Uh, the New York State unemployment fund will be solvent in two months. If you guys have a question about this stuff, you guys just hit up, hit us up, and we'll go back real quickly. I'm just, read, just making sure we get through these. Some in U.S. may not get stimulus checks until August. And then, of course, if Bernie Sanders hand everybody two thousand bucks, and then uh, a quarter of Americans have no emergency savings at all. I guess, and probably even less companies uh, have emergency savings. Will the 401ks be nationalized? This is by Jacob Hornberger. I interviewed him as part of World Alternative Media about a week or two ago. Uh, great guy. I think he's sort of like Ron Paul 2.0 in my opinion. But yeah, don't you know trust any politician. However, I I mean to some extent uh, the, the the 401ks, to my opinion, have already basically been, been nationalized because you know if you have the Fed going in there and buying things like LQD, which is a uh, investment grade bond fund. Not recommending that. Just it's in the news. So what they're doing is by buying those bond funds, you're now you're basically bailing people out and giving them you know over a hundred cents on the dollar of you know so that so any risk. So basically, there was no risk. They're coming in there buying up these assets, and then the banks didn't get to offload other crap assets. You know at a hundred cents on the dollar. I mean this is complete cronyism, complete uh, you know complete crap that's actually going on. Uh, you know other things here. We got you know Aussies are 
you know, basically they're saying, oh, hey, you guys shouldn't have any cash. So I guess it's not only in America that they're propagandizing people with that. It's also going on in Australia. And then what else we have here? Uh, you know, he nailed the March coronavirus sell-off. Now he says there's another 30% to go before the stock market hits bottom. I mean, nobody knows, but you know, I would pretend to say that's probably a little bit closer. Venezuela warships are shooting rams into German cruise vessel before sinking. Uh, I don't really know too much about what's going on there. But yeah, I mean, those are some of the headlines. And then uh, this is you know, Joe Exotic. I, I haven't watched, I've only watched like maybe two minutes of this. But the Tiger King, Joe Exotic, moved to prison hospital after being placed in coronavirus isolation. And maybe Luke could tell us what's going on that with that. That man is innocent. That man is an American folklore hero. There's no way he had enough IQ points to pull off anything as heinous as the federal overzealous prosecutor said he was. Uh, Again, you guys haven't watched it all, but uh, that that Netflix documentary show is absolutely amazing, fascinating. I loved it, and it was glorious. uh, John, anything else you want to say, and where can people find you? Uh, not too much other to add to this because it's uh you know we're we're uh, slowing down. I, I think we're actually going to see a lot bigger drop in the stock market coming up in the uh, next uh, you know potential two three weeks or a month or so. We're going to see another massive downturn uh, because we're we're not done with this, and of course they're locking down completely. You know we're talking about July here in Canada, so uh, that is not a very good situation to be in. So I think we're in for even more. Uh, you know, chaos on the economic side and uh, more bailouts, more money getting printed by the government. Uh, so that's where we're heading towards. And, uh, and of course, you could find all the stuff that I do at uh, theeconomictruth.org. And then I got my two books here that you can find uh, on there as well, or you can buy them on Amazon. So Canada, the greatest economy in the world, question mark. We're actually warned about exactly what is happening in Canada right now. Uh, with the mortgages, with the you know the mass printing of debt that is you know now putting us in a huge pickle, and then I talked about the monetary history and the end of freedom, how our monetary system enslaves us. So that's uh, that's where you can find all that. It's uh, some very important books to actually read right now, and I see a lot of people are starting to pick them up because they're starting to see. Uh, unfortunately, they're reading them quite late, but uh, at least people are you know waking up now in a great way. I see uh, in a tremendous way with my books right now. Yeah, and if uh, anything you know, else you want to say, and where can people find you? Yeah, if people want to find me. Obviously, they can find me here at Change the News. But you know, as a, as a bonus, I just texted this into the group chat. But if you guys text, uh, the number is seven one four four one. You text Change the News, no uh, no spaces in there, and you'll get a free present. You'll get a, a crisis retiring presentation that I gave at the twenty nineteen Anarchapoco. Also, I've got a little bit of my twenty eighteen speech in there as well. Those are private speeches. You can't find it on YouTube right now. It's how you can retire in a crisis like environment. That's where we're at right now. So, you know, if you don't need it, but maybe your your dad's fifty five years old or your mom's sixty years old, and you think they might need it, uh, as long as you're not going to you know be offended by me being a you know hardcore volunteerist, then you know that could help them out. And also, you'll get my free book on how it's rigged the economy and how they rig the inflation numbers, unemployment data, GDP, and all sorts of other things. But yeah, it's great, great hanging with you guys. I do want to say that you know we've been trying hard here, and I don't know, I'm not doing anything different now. But somehow you guys say the audio sounds good now, but when we yeah. recorded it, it sounds and join like crap. Our, join our Discord, Tim. Join yeah, our Discord. I did put that in there too. So you guys yeah. can join our Discord. We have an economic Discord. We got a lot of actually heavy hitters who are in there. John's in there all the time. And every article that I save on a daily basis gets put right into. So every day, you know, I'm saving probably 20, 30 articles in my Evernote that goes right into Discord. Uh, and then we've got other people sending in articles as well. John's, you know, a powerhouse at this. So my main contribution is if you want to get inside my mind and see how I operate, which, you know, might be a dangerous place to be, then you can do so. 
by you know joining that Discord link, which is uh, bit.ly/slash Tim John Discord. It's in, in the yeah. uh, in the comments as well. But uh, thank you guys, really appreciate all the love and uh, you know new, newer channel growing over yeah, here. Getting, but yeah, thank you guys. Yeah, just uh, I just got a YouTube channel. We are changed. Check it out. And uh, yeah, thanks again so much for watching. St- thank you, Tim and John. Stay tuned for more here on Change the News. And what's up to uh, Kingsley Edwards, who's uh, who's on screen? See you later, Kingsley. Yo, King. Okay, cool. And I just realized, actually.